You're listening to the Pilot Photog Podcast. Let's listen to the story of the world's most advanced fighter, the F-22 Raptor. Widely considered the best air superiority fighter in the world, the Lockheed Martin F-22 is a fifth-generation, twin-engine, single-seat, all-weather stealth tactical fighter aircraft. Developed from decades of air combat experience, the F-22 excels in its one true mission, to defeat any air adversary it encounters. This is accomplished by the Raptor's incredible performance, advanced avionics, and stealth profile. Notable features of the Raptor include twin tails, a trapezoidal wing, and a golden canopy which is coated with a thin layer of indium tin oxide or ITO, which acts like an EM shield to maintain stealth characteristics. Having been deployed since 2005, Let's take a look at some key specifications for the F-22 Raptor. Maximum speed, Mach 2.25, at sea level, Mach 1.21, and supercruise at Mach 1.82. Range, 1,600 nautical miles or more with two external fuel tanks. Each of the F-22's engines produces 35,000 pounds of thrust with afterburner and the F-22's thrust-to-weight ratio is an incredible 1.25 at loaded weight and 50% internal fuel. When it comes to armament, the F-22 carries an internal 20mm M61A2 Vulcan rotary cannon and typically carries 480 rounds of ammunition. The M61 is capable of firing 6,000 rounds per minute or 100 rounds per second. Additionally, the F-22 has three internal weapons bays and four external hardpoints. To maintain its stealth characteristics, the F-22 can keep ordnance inside of its weapons bays, briefly opening them to deploy munitions. There is a central bay and two side bays. Some weapon loadouts can include, for air-to-air missions, six AIM-120 AMRAMs and two Sidewinders. For air-to-ground missions, two 1,000-pound JDAMs, two AIM-120s, and two Sidewinders, or eight 250 GBU-39 precision-guided bombs and two AIM-120s along with two Sidewinders. It seems the Raptor never leaves home without some air-to-air missiles. Additionally, the four external hardpoints can be used to carry 600-gallon drop tanks or external ordnance. Aside from its incredible performance and weapons options, part of what makes the F-22 so deadly is its advanced avionics. While some of the details are still classified today, here's what we know about the F-22's sensor platform. The F-22's radar is the AN-APG-77 which is an actively electronically scanned array or AESA radar. AESA radars are superior to mechanically actuated radars since they can change scan direction in mere nanoseconds, where mechanical radars have to physically move a dish to scan different parts of the sky. Officially, the radar has an operational range of 100 miles, but some speculate that this could be as high as 150 miles, with an estimated 250-mile range for a narrow-beam search. Defensively, the F-22 uses the AN-AAR-56 Advanced Missile Launch Detector, which warns the pilot of a missile launch so that evasive maneuvers and countermeasures can be deployed. Additionally, the F-22 also has an AN-ALR-94 radar warning receiver, which warns the pilot of radar emissions or tracking and is said to have a range of 250 miles as well. Along with warning systems, the F-22 also carries flare and chaff dispensers to be used as countermeasures. And finally, along with the Integrated Communication, Navigation, and Information, or CNI, the F-22 makes extensive use of data link systems which allow it to receive and send information that provides it with a complete picture of the battlefield, also known as sensor fusion.
Development The Raptor can be thought of as an evolution of the incredibly successful F-15 Eagle. In 1981, when the F-15 was still relatively new, the Air Force put forth a requirement for an aircraft to eventually replace both the F-15 and F-16. This was driven by advancements in Soviet air defenses, along with increasing numbers of MiG-29 and Su-27 fighters. In what was called the Advanced Tactical Fighter, or ATF, program, requirements included the use of advanced materials including composites, high performance with supercruise, and stealth technology. By 1986, the competition had been narrowed down to two competitors, Lockheed and Northrop. To build such an advanced airplane, Northrop teamed up with McDonnell Douglas, while Lockheed teamed up with Boeing and General Dynamics. This resulted in two designs, Lockheed's YF-22 and Northrop's YF-23. Additionally, General Electric and Pratt & Whitney each developed an engine which would be used in both designs, the engines being the designated YF-120 and YF-119 respectively. And while the two designs both met the competition's requirements of survivability, supercruise, stealth, and ease of maintenance, they each had very different design philosophies. Seen as more conventional, it's not hard to view the YF-22 as an evolution of the F-15, with both utilizing twin vertical tails and horizontal stabilizers. Meanwhile, the YF-23 was a more cutting-edge design, with a rhombus-shaped wing and an all-moving V-tail. Performance-wise, the YF-23 design was faster and more stealthy, while the YF-22 was slightly more maneuverable at low speeds due to thrust vectoring. The YF-22 was also seen as less of a risk when it came to manufacturing costs, and in 1991, the YF-22 with a Pratt & Whitney engine combination were chosen as the winner of the ATF competition. So, why did the YF-22 beat the YF-23? Eventually, you could say it came down to public relations. The Lockheed team conducted a demonstration flight of a high angle of attack maneuver, while the Northrop team decided not to do so. And even though the YF-23 could perform the same maneuver, by not demonstrating it, the implication was that the YF-22 could perform the maneuver while the YF-23 could not. Additionally, although not a requirement of the test program, the Lockheed team also conducted a live-fire exercise of an AIM-9 Sidewinder and an AIM-120 AMRAAM missile from the internal weapons bay. This was seen as going above and beyond what was necessary for testing and made a favorable impression on the evaluators. Despite this, some have called the YF-23 design ahead of its time. Getting back to the F-22's development, the Navy briefly looked at obtaining F-22s as part of the Naval Advanced Tactical Fighter Program, or NATF program. A swing-wing F-22 was envisioned, but it was found that the added weight and potential loss of self-characteristics introduced by the swing-wing was not acceptable. The NATF program was canceled in 1991. Can you imagine Sea Raptors operating off of carriers? Production Run Initially planned for a run of 750 advanced tactical fighters, in 1996, this number was reduced to 648 aircraft. During 1997 budget cuts, this number was further reduced to 339, and in 2003, the number was reduced again to 277. And while the Air Force advocated that 381 aircraft were necessary to meet its needs, in 2004, this number was reduced again to 183 aircraft to be assigned to seven combat squadrons. It's hard to imagine now, but in the early 2000s, the F-22 was seen as an unneeded luxury. With low-intensity wars going on in Iraq and Afghanistan, the need for a super-advanced air superiority fighter was extensively debated. This, along with funds being diverted to the F-35 and F-18 production lines, led to the final production run of 187 total aircraft. At its peak, the F-22 production line was producing two new airplanes a month, 
while employing 95,000 people in 46 states. And finally, with both Chinese and Russian designs closing the gap on the F-22, as recently as 2016, studies were being conducted to resume production of the F-22. It was then estimated that to produce an additional 194 F-22s, it would cost a total of $50 billion, or about $215 million per aircraft. Unfortunately, the Air Force decided not to move forward with this plan. The last Raptor was rolled out of the Lockheed factory in Georgia in 2011. Countries that operate it The F-22 is operated exclusively by the United States, and while countries such as Australia, Japan, and Israel express interest in obtaining F-22s, U.S. federal law prohibits the exports of the F-22 as it contains many still classified technologies. Instead, the F-35 was developed with similar technologies as the F-22 and designed to be more affordable and available for export. Operational History Introduced operationally in 2005, by 2007 the F-22 had achieved full operational capacity or FOC with their first fighter wing and the 192nd Virginia Air National Guard, being the first fully integrated F-22 squadrons. During air readiness trials in 2008 in simulated air combat, the unit earned a kill ratio of 221 to 0. F-22s have somewhat routinely intercepted Russian bombers, including Tu-160s and Tu-195s, with the first such incident occurring in 2007 near Alaska. Starting in 2009, F-22s have been deployed to Al-Drafa in the UAE, which lies less than 200 miles from Iran. In fact, in 2013, an F-22 intercepted an Iranian F-4 that had gotten a little too close to a Predator drone which was flying near the Iranian coastline. And although not initially intended as an air-to-ground attacker, in 2014 as part of the initial strikes during Operation Inherent Resolve, F-22s dropped 1,000-pound laser-guided bombs on ISIS targets in Syria. By 2015, F-22s had dropped over 250 bombs in support of the effort, and also played a key role in deterring Russian, Iranian, and Syrian aircraft from intervening against Kurdish troops. This highlighted one of the lesser-known missions of the F-22, reconnaissance and surveillance. Today, some of the current units operating F-22s include the 27th Fighter Squadron, the 43rd Fighter Squadron, which is a training unit, the 90th and 94th Fighter Squadrons, the 199th Fighter Squadron, which is an Air National Guard unit, the 411th Fighter Test Squadron, the 422nd Test and Evaluation Squadron, the 433rd Weapon Squadron, and the 525th Fighter Squadron. Future The Air Force had initially planned to operate the F-22 well into the 2050s, and while the F-22 is still widely considered the best air superiority fighter in the world, there are signs of the gap closing with near-peer rivals like China and Russia. This, along with the productions of F-22s prematurely cut, will likely serve to hasten development of a sixth-generation aircraft, one which the F-22 can serve alongside with. In fact, the Air Force has already started working on plans to develop and deploy a sixth-generation aircraft in a program which is known as the Next Generation Air Dominance, or NGAD, obviously very highly classified. The NGAD program can hopefully produce a sixth-generation fighter in sufficient numbers to maintain air superiority in the near future. What do you think? Should more F-22s have been built? How long will the F-22s dominance last? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also check out my YouTube channel. I'll leave the link in the show notes below. And lastly, you can find me on any social media platform at Pilot Photog. Be well, stay safe, and see you next time.